I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. So we came on, we said, well, we need a million dollars of finance. And it was interesting when we did Robert's course, someone mentioned that most people go to the banks begging with cap in hand, you know, please give me a million dollars. But what we realise, it's a business. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're talking to Dynamic Dual Jenny and Gary Leather who raised $1 million in one day for a property deal. We'll learn more about how working alongside Robert Kiyosaki inspired the couple to build a portfolio of 30 properties within a short period of time and create a foundation of wealth for their retirement. The day-in, day-out of Gary and Jenny's lives is centered on staying in the present moment. It's really, we wake up with uh, out a clock without an alarm. We haven't had a clock for about six or seven years. And really for me, it's about firstly tuning into myself and doing some meditation and letting go of any emotional charge that might be about. And then really, we just tune into what is it that we want to do today. Uh, sometimes I have some clients and other times I'm doing some work on creating products. Um, yeah, it's all just tuning into what we want to do in the moment. Yeah, that, as Jenny was saying, there's actually no judgment. It's a beautiful that you can wake up without an alarm clock. And, you know, you open the door, you know, today just beautiful mist on the farm. And then, you know, you think, oh, what am I going to do today? And then just let it be instead of having all this, oh, I should be doing this. Um, as a draftsman, I was meant to be at work nine till five every day, and I became like a machine. And now that's all gone. It's interesting how I'm just being myself, and I can do whatever I want. Turning to their professional lives, the leathers share with us what they've done. I'm an emotional well-being um, pro- professional who deals supporting people to release their emotional charges around things that are happening in their life. And previously to this, I had an amazing journey in property investing uh, that we're going to share with you today. And I'm Gary Leather, and I was an engineer uh, for 38 years, and now I'm a jack of all trades. I'm a builder, I'm a uh, carpenter, 
I'm actually starting painting. So now Jenny calls me Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> so I've sold, I've sold some paintings overseas and it's just exciting to be, yes, we did the property investing, but how our journey evolved, um, you know, we wanted the money to have this lifestyle that we have now. So I feel so blessed. Despite upbringings and careers far removed from one another, it is evident that family is of the utmost importance to them. I'm a Melbourne girl and I've lived here all my life. Um, Gary and I have been married for 35 years and we've got three sons, two grandsons. Uh, and my background for years was nursing. I worked at the Royal Children's Hospital and then you know you kind of get a bit dissatisfied with that after a long time and decided to go on a different path. Yes, I grew up in Manchester and uh, I started as a drafting draftsman at uh, 15. But I always had a spirit of adventure in myself. And at uh, 21, I came to Australia and met this beautiful lady, Jenny. And today we had, like she said, we have the three beautiful boys and two grandkids. And family is important to me. And just being myself, really, isn't it? We've really got on well with our kids. We put a lot of time with them, we help them. We have a great relationship with them. So the time I spent with them, I'm getting a reward now. That's fantastic and that's so beautiful. How old are your children? 33, 31 and 28. Oh, All boys. All boys, very close <laughs> in age as well. Grand, we've got two grandsons. Oh, well, that's uh, beautiful too. How old are they? About three weeks and three. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely relate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good times. And, and are you looking after them at the moment or they, they've been looked after by the bubs and the hub? Yeah, yeah. They're looked after by their parents. We more take the role of being there when they need us. I really had made a conscious decision not to be there one day a week, every week. I want to be there when they need us and give them some special time. You know, we come in and mind the kids and they might go away for the weekend so that they have their own special time. Yeah, and, yeah, and for me, I just let the boys be free spirits. Let them find their own journey. So, you know, we'll ring them from the farm and just give them any inspiration they need if they're going through any experiences. Because boys don't tend to talk. You know, we we have to sort of ring them and uh, just reassure them that we're here. You know, but you know, it's their life journey. You know, it's that if they make mistakes, it's okay. We'll let them go through it than rather us trying to force it upon them. For Jenny, the influence to invest in property may have stemmed from spending time around display homes as a child and taking pride in the family home. While for Gary, it was more of a personal aspiration. It's funny when you start to get these questions and think about it because when I was young, so I'm saying between 8 and 10, mum always loved looking at display homes. So on a Sunday afternoon, we would go and look at display homes and get rewarded, you know, you'd have an ice cream or some lollies or something like that for behaving good. So it actually made me think about that and think, well, how much influence did that actually have on me? And the other one was that they always thought the home was their castle, you know, it showed a level of your success and things like that. So there was talk around ownership of home being so important. So, yeah, no, it's interesting to look at that. Yeah, and I used to enjoy watching the rich and famous and those beautiful, you know, lifestyle programs and then the homes, you know, 
all the glass and the you know the swimming pool and the ocean views and that sort of thing so it just got on me emotionally excited um that's what i wanted you know something that's you know just beautiful to look at and uh, yeah so that's how i started prior to setting forward on their path to becoming property investors they spent a significant part of their lives working in their respective jobs however when the time came they were prepared for change I was actually a, a structural engineer, so more structural detailer. So I was drawing like factory, like you know, Meccano sets years ago. Well, this is like using steel beams and columns, uh, building factories, offices, and that sort of thing. So I was very visual to start with, but I've been in business for sort of 35 years and it was just getting so mundane. It's the same thing week in, week out. And you were, I mean, I was a great provider, which gave the, you know, a good family life. But it became a sort of, um, I was trapped because I think I like to be in the open. But being stuck in an office, um, it always tormented me to be, you know, on those summer days, you're stuck in an office. Um, and I just thought I'd love to be outside. And so I was always tormented by that. But uh, as a job, it was it was terrific. But it always kept me, because I was always using my mind to visualise, you know, as a good draftsman, they all, you had to visualize the building and then you can draw it quite easily. My business as a draftsman, really, most draftsmen live on their work on their own in their own little offices because um, you need the time and the, and the peace and quiet. So you, know, you didn't find you, you, know, you, you had many people to work with. So it wasn't so like I didn't have, you know, 20, 20 guys. I had a couple of people, you know, working for me. But, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't really a business I could on sale to anybody. I remember Gary kind of having that, oh, I want to do something different sort of call. You know, once you've done something for 20 years, you are looking for something different. And so the first thing we probably tried was network marketing. And we were quite successful with that, but didn't actually understand how we were. Um, and then so therefore couldn't teach it. So that kind of didn't really sit with us. So then you try something else. And uh, we went into shares and did okay there while the market was flying up before, before 2000 and then uh, the dot-com era and we got burnt just in a couple of days. So then the real estate came to our forefront. As with many successful property investors, Gary and Jenny were inspired by Robert Kiyosaki. After reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, they attended his events and then they began to work alongside Kiyosaki himself. I picked up uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad, so well, I, I wanted to be the rich dad, but I was obviously the poor dad at that time. But I didn't realise. Um, we went to many of Robert's courses and understand our psychology of investing, and it was really just a turning point, wasn't it? It yeah. actually changed our context of actually investing. So we we did Robert's work and we did a couple of other facilitators work and then it comes to that time where I remember him asking me um have you bought a property this year because I actually used to volunteer for their um events and I did his PA work and he said I did buy anything this year and I hadn't when he used to come to Australia to do the events we worked in the background and that was 2003 that we bought the first property um, and then in 2006, I think it was, we actually did um, Rich Dad instructor training over in the US. <laughs> we got many times to the edge of the cliff and we looked over the edge <laughs> and then 
you know, we, we, we went back to do more study and then we'd go to the edge again and think, when are we going to buy our first property? And then we'd walk away and then we went to an event and someone asked Jenny, well, have you bought one yet? And it was interesting that, um, no, we haven't. We're still studying, you know. <laughs> it was that point that we kept many times. And anyway, I met a gentleman at the at the event and he actually done a lot of property investing so it was nice to meet up with him and then it's, uh, a couple of days later and he sort of talked us through and just helped us go through our first property but it was that leap of faith and you know and then the psychology we had the psychology right but it was just that leap of faith wasn't it yeah, so, yeah you're just buying that first one <laughs> buying the first one and then you know having them having a mortgage and then you know hopefully all that all your mind goes you know will it pay on time you know Will we have good tenants and all this sort of thing? We kept spinning through our mind, but we actually bought one, so we congratulate <laughs> ourselves on that. Experiencing what it was like to not only own their own home but to manage tenants brought more learning opportunities for them. This included how to gauge the market and to focus on building a portfolio based on positive cash flow. Yeah, you read all things in the books about what to do and blah blah, and originally I went down offering you know ten twenty percent below asking price. But when the market was actually taking off, you know, we kept getting a, who do you think you are? No, 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 no. So it was a matter of learning how to read the market and what was happening. And, yeah, every time we took another step, we learned another thing and it's just supported our journey to grow with ease. Yeah, and then we met a good real estate agent and we made friends with him and he was really helpful. So we sort of had a great partnership didn't we he'd he'd have properties coming up and he'd give us he'd be ringing us to say oh look you know this one's coming on the market would you be interested so we got sort of first choice in a way so um it was exciting because you know we just kept we just kept buying <laughs> <laughs> all, all and all positive cash flow that was the beauty that's what we learned from robert to have positive cash flow because negative giving obviously kept us working harder when the Leathers were looking for investment properties, they focused on the southern states of Australia. They were country, Victoria, Tasmania. So we went down to the uh, Gippsland like Yutterelvin uh, and Morwell and that sort of area first, then Shepparton, then Gary flew over to Tasmania and started buying some over there. Um, well, they were a good price. You're talking $85,000, $100,000 in those days. It was... Yeah, the market was just perfect. <laughs> it was the perfect. Time. The interest wasn't too high and it actually dropped back. And, um, yeah, no, it really supported the vision and the numbers that we were looking for. Um, yeah, because we did a variety of strategies. They continued to add more properties to their portfolio and at a rapid pace. We actually did 30 in 18 yeah, months. Yeah. It actually didn't give us a lifestyle. It became a business and it became uh, the paperwork was horrendous. And you know, and the insurances and bookkeeper, we were actually keeping ourselves employed. You know, you know, it was amazing, wasn't it? That we thought we were going to have a lifestyle and just sit but back. We and... created another job. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, Robert Kean and Saki never told us that one. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Jenny and Gary Leather's journey on how they grew their property portfolio. Would have freed me totally. Um, Yes, we were on a reasonable income anyway. We were on a pretty good income. Here's some of the worst investing moments. Say when we started to grow a lot bigger, uh, we moved into property development and we started using other people's funds. 
So for me, when things went wrong, and we'll explain to your listeners that, yes, we had all these properties, but we also risked them and lost a lot of the money that we had created using other people's money. And that's next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates and two loan types, one with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Don't panic. Property is still a great investment. Is it now the time to buy, sell or hold? Find out from Australia's leading industry experts on how to take advantage of today's market. You'll learn the secrets to renovating for profit or gain the knowledge, skills and motivation to invest at the first home buyer's masterclass, plus much, much more. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, you can't miss the Sydney Property Buy Expo on the 7th, 8th and 9th of September. Use the promo code PI for a three-day free pass valued at $50. For tickets and more information, visit propertybuyexpo.com.au. Managing such a high volume of property investment properties while following Kiyosaki's rules to a T proved to be challenging. Would have freed me totally. Um, yes, we were on a reasonable income anyway. We were on a pretty good income. Um, it was the, the dream that we would be free by doing this and yet it actually was fairly time-consuming because, you know, with rental properties, all of a sudden a stove will go. And, and one of Robert's rules was that we should manage them for the first 18 months ourselves. <laughs> so that purchase 30, 30 in the first 18 months, though. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think we thought we'd do that. Um, Actually, the, the, the best ones in Hunter were in Tasmania because I put them all through a real estate agent. And then the ones down in the valley, we were controlling ourselves. And it was, you know, we had one guy... He said, we're not going to pay. He's not going to pay. He said, you try and get me out. And it took two years to get him out. And he wrecked. They actually destroyed the, 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 the property. And they had the, the local real estate agent came down. He said, do you mind if we walk up my team through to show what this? <laughs> it actually stripped the plate of carpets, hot water system, kitchen. <laughs> there was just a, he took the bay window. There was only the front door that was <laughs> a brand new front door. Yeah. So that was our worst experience in the way of that sort of thing. Another bad experience they had during the property investing journey was when the GFC hit and they put their trust in the wrong people. We started to grow a lot bigger. Uh, We moved into property development and we started using other people's funds. So for me, when things went wrong, and we'll explain to your listeners that, yes, we had all these properties, but we also risked them and lost a lot of the money that we had 
created, using other people's money, we were taking on their energy. And I didn't understand the vibration and energy of money at that time. And there was a lot of hurt caused when everybody lost their money. So we were doing, we joined with a couple of other couples and we were going to build a a major project out in country Victoria. And you need some investors supporting you at that time and some friends and family and things um, invested their funds. And then when the global financial crisis came and our finance was pulled from the project, you know, there's a lot happening in all this, um, people lost money, as sometimes you do in investing. And so then it caused a lot of emotional turmoil for me. So that was my worst investing experience. Yeah, for me, the, the word leverage was given to, you know, I thought, how do I leverage myself? Because I was busy with the, the drafting business. And so I thought, well, I can put my money with somebody else. And we went into this bigger deal. Um, but obviously, you know, as Jenny was saying, you know, when you find your partners are, are sort of embezzling money and, uh, and you know, and the drugs involved and that sort of thing, just uh, and we, what we found we had no control. We thought they were very similar to us, our mindset like us, you know, because they'd done, they'd done the instructor training, they'd been there, you know, with Robert, you know, that sort of, sort of psychology. But then you realise, you know, we're all different in this world and we all, you know, have our issues, don't we? Uh, we were just trapped. We virtually, sort of the 35 homes we really had to go because we had to sort of find money to buy, you know, keep propping us up because when you go into the big, with the big boys league, with the developing, it can just change overnight. The banks can just screw you. And that's what happened to us, unfortunately. That was in that global the global crash, you know. And, and when funds weren't around and not necessarily were the banks telling you the crisis space they were in, uh, and there's always a clause, one clause that they can get out of finance if they need to, and they use that clause. Yeah, they took the mortgage, but then they said, so they... they they took the mortgage and then said, oh, by the way, we're not lending for any commercial business. So we were stuck. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just, you know, it was so subtle. But um, there's a lot more happening there than just that. Then yes. you've got to deal with your own blah, blah stories that, you know, why you did some of the things you did and, and how to own your position in it so that you can learn to do something different moving forward. There's mm-hmm. always fantastic learning lessons in massive challenges. <laughs> yeah, because we found when Jenny and myself did it together, we're so connected that it was just it, the thirty-five just flowed with ease. You, you know, it was just it was just magic. a magical journey. But then I heard this word about leverage and putting your money with other people, and it just went pear-shaped. Um, and, and that's the key because Jenny and I are very we're great together as a team. We trust each other. Um, but then when you get other people coming in, they have their psychology and it's, you know, it, we're not all the same. Yeah. Yeah. It changes the dynamics completely. I can hear, hear well, from that. It, it, like it's funny in hindsight, I was, we were over in uh, Phoenix, Arizona with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and I was on the table with, um, with uh, Kim, which is his wife. And it was interesting. He says, oh, Robert doesn't invest with anybody. By the time they had accumulated so many properties, they had learned that it was too much work and made the decision to sell some of them. 
we had decided to start selling them off just because of the amount of work it was to manage them. And some of them were vendor finance, so we were tracking loan documents and, you know, everything needs to be rigid and very good documentation. And it just took a lot of time for the amount of return. So this whole thing about leverage, oh, yeah, you know, we'll sell them, we'll pick up a million cash or whatever and then move it to something else. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, you know, they, were, they had asbestos, some of the buildings, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we had some great success stories with even the vendor finance because we were, like, road testing people to get a, you know, bank loan. a bank loan, you know. They had a good record with us. They used that record then to then say that they would then go to a normal bank like, you know, NABS or Commonwealth Bank. So we sort of road tested them and helped them get, you know, their own property. So they, they, it's probably they, they wouldn't we saw it. We, we, like we did well, but it's just it became a job. It became so much paperwork that um, if you know, in hindsight now, if we'd had two good properties, it would have been plenty. And um, I'm really being content with what we what we had. You know, we did something magical, but we didn't value it enough. We it, we became sort of a bit flippant that you know. Um, can't do anything wrong sort of thing. Yeah, you couldn't <laughs> do anything wrong. You just, you know, we, we were just such in a, a flow. You know, I said, Jenny, yeah, one time, well, isn't it great to be a billionaire, you know? We, <laughs> we talked back to each other, say, oh, you know, no, millionaires, you know, we come, come, we had, you know, 10 properties and it was just, oh, isn't it great? And then <laughs> and I wasn't happy with that. Isn't it interesting? I wanted more. My mind would not be content with just two, two or three good properties. No. We just, it was just. The ego takes over yeah. and starts to have the chatter of, oh, well, if you can do that, you can do more. Or you get that, or you can do more. And we miss the point of absolute appreciation and knowing how truly blessed we were because we actually were financially free, but we just didn't understand how lucky we were. In every property investing story, there is a moment when everything falls into place for the investor. For Gary and Jenny, it was the moment when they were able to raise $1 million in a single day. I went to Tasmania just to look. I went to Burnie up there and, uh, and I went with a gentleman. Anyway, I bought five properties on, on the day. Um, and I didn't, unknown to me, Jenny had bought one herself. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we came on, we says, well, we need a million dollars of finance. And it was interesting when we did Robert's course, someone mentioned that you, most people go to the banks begging with cap in hand, you know, please give me a million dollars. But what we realised, it's a business. So we were going to the bank with these six homes as a business proposition. So it just changed the whole psyche for ourselves. We weren't begging for money. We were offering these banks um, a business. And, and what I realised was that the banks have to lend out money. They're in the business of lending out money. And if I could make it extremely easy for them to say yes to us, remembering that all the properties were positive cash flow. So I put a little parcel together that we intended to go to three banks on the one day. And so the first bank saw this all documentation. So it was trust documents, it was company documents, it was um, projections, the reason why I justified the rentals and blah, 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 blah. Everything he would have possibly needed was in this folder. And he looked at it and he said to me, oh, my God, he said, that's a lot of printing I've got to do. And I said, no, 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 that, that, this is your copy. Oh, he says, really? He says, we'll take the lot. 
And, and we said, no, 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 you can't have the lot. We've got two more banks to go to today. You can have two or three and we'll keep the others. And his comment was, come back when you've got more. Yeah. So we raised a million dollars in a day. Okay. So we then went to the next bank and then we only had one left. <laughs> yeah. So we went to the next one. Yeah. And it was the idea. We didn't go with the energy of needing. We went with the energy of we're offering you an opportunity and we're going to help you do it with ease. As a strong team, they say it's about having a clear vision and sharing that vision together, which has propelled them to great heights in terms of wealth creation. That's the whole thing is, you know, if you've got couples, do it together. Uh, and, you know, if you can get both of you on the same sort of wavelength at least, you know, um, you're sort of halfway on. You know, yeah, if you have a similar vision for why you're doing it, the yes. value you are bringing to your family and your yeah. children if you have children, then it... It, you're a creator of your destiny and if you truly get with a clear viewers vision and two working together it's the power of 11. Mm. one and one beside each other is the power of 11 and just magic happens can i can i tell you a quick one <laughs> we um, we bought a place down in uh, morwell and it was about sixty-five thousand. now it's a bit run down so i said to jenny we need a builder a wife with a couple of children because it was a, a three-bedroom uh, you know house so I said to Jenny, well, we'll do some visualising. So we put the ad on the Wednesday. We'd actually sold it to a builder, a with wife, two girls. with two girls. <laughs> on the Saturday? On the Saturday. Oh. And that's, you know, using your mind, using that mindset and just trusting. And isn't it funny? You turn up, you said, oh, look, you know, I'm a builder. And, yeah, oh, that's it. I can do this. This is all repairs. And it was just another magical moment, you know. So I did I, I did that many times because I can visualize a lot of things. So I do I, I did a lot of you know visualizing, meditating. Um, yeah. So as, as an investor, do that. You know, see what you want to do and and see it and believe it. And over the time we've mentored people doing real estate, and one of the biggest lessons I've got for people is be definite with the infinite when you're buying a property. Know why you're buying it, what you're going to do with it the reasons behind your choice, whether to be negative geared, positive geared, is it going to be a rental? Is it going to be a flip? Is it going to be a vendor finance? You know, know what you're going to do with it and then the right property appears. Inspired by this story, we'll continue the conversation with Jenny and Gary Leather in a future episode on Property Investory. We'll talk about how to apply the strategy Properties were relatively cheap at that time and it was an upward market and interest was low. Their success habits for property investing? For me, it's really managing my little voice in my head. Um, and what I find is most men don't talk about emotions. So um, I'm just aware of how I'm thinking. And that's next time on Property Investory. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. 
So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.